You're listening to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Hosted by Rev Yearwood, Mustafa Santiago Ali, and me, Antonique Smith. Each week, we host important conversations with innovators, policymakers, cultural influencers, and movement leaders who are leading the way to a 100% clean energy and just world. Welcome to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. I am Rev Yearwood, President and CEO of the Hip Hop Caucus. And I'm Mustafa Santiago Ali, Senior Vice President of the Hip Hop Caucus. Welcome to our radio show and podcast that delivers real talk on climate change and environmental justice. No sides, just the facts and stronger communities. Man, I know that's right. I also want to say thank you to WPFW here in the nation's capital for hosting us here in the studio and also to so many supporters who have been so supportive of this show. And a big thank you for all of our listeners who tune in each week. We love you all. And you can check out our show's blog at think100.info. And be sure to follow us online at Hip Hop Caucus. Well, I'm excited because, you know, we have been doing this show. And it really, the idea of this show is personal. Because it's a show, as many of you know, um, my parents, my mom listens to this show. But my parents are both from the island of Trinidad. But I was born in Louisiana. Um, Mustafa is from West Virginia, and so very different. Um, and, you know, this show means so much to me because of one still hits home regarding what happened with Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still remember, shout out to Mama D. Um, y'all don't know Mama D, that's Diane French Cole. Mama D was one of the first uh, women who was the head of the New Orleans NAACP chapter. And she was an amazing, beautiful woman. Many of you know for me that I think that you have no movement without women. And also, you have no movement without diversity. But Mama D was one who literally lived on Dergeon Street in the 7th Ward of New Orleans. And in that capacity... Uh, when people were being washed away um, because of Hurricane Katrina, Mama D, who was, a, who was a senior citizen, she just passed away this time last year, but she was a beautiful senior citizen with gray dreadlocks from the stuff that got all the way down to the, down the back of her back. Mm. And um, when people were floating down the street, Mama D would go out there and tie them to a tree. And she did that because she said, those were my neighbors. And she didn't want her neighbors, because she lived in a, a park with a lot of seniors, and there were some children, and she would go out there and, and tie whoever she saw floating down would wade in the water and where her house was and tie them to the tree so they could be identified and not eaten by alligators or just float away. And that is part of the reason when I, and when we, Mustafa and I, created this show, it was regarding not just for us to tell this or to maybe add a little coolness to the movement or add some color to the movement, but it was truly in those who have lost their lives because of climate change. And I can't bring back those folks who Mama D tied to her tree when Hurricane Katrina hit, um, but I sure as hell can fight against climate change. I sure as hell can fight against those who are now in Cancer Alley. We can fight, we can fight for the next generation. And so we started this show to do that and with that i am excited because when we started this show we've had we've had folks on this show who are senators leaders of organizations we've had that but you know this show was missing a third component so mustafa we have a big announcement tonight well go ahead and give it to him then don't don't play with him give it to him <laughs> Well, folks, you heard why we do this show. This is not a game. And we actually, we have fun with this show 
but the reality is that our prayers is that for the next generation, um, our children's children can be in a position where they can then look back and say, man, you know, it was a crazy show that was called Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change, and they was fighting for the people. Well, as I've told you many times, I love Mustafa. He, you know, he, I don't know if y'all don't know, if, you, if y'all haven't seen Mustafa, he's a good, he's a good looking guy. Man, uh, you know what I'm saying? Playing, and, he went, and, we're, and we're very different because, you know, he's, you know, he's tall and wears nice suits. I wear the same suit. <laughs> so, so, we, so we're very different, but we know we needed to add some flavor uh, to this show and so I am honored and to know that somebody who could be the third part of this our new co-host is coming on to join us and you know this is the coolest show we need to have somebody who was cool who was smart who was a thorough climate change activist I am excited to announce that starting very soon, we will have a third co-host, and that is Grammy-nominated singer and actress and activist, the amazing Antonique Smith, who is joining us right now all the way from L.A. Antonique, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Welcome, Antonique, to the Think 100% family. Welcome to the coolest show on climate change. I am excited, Antonique. Make some noise, Mustafa, for Antonique Smith. Come on now. What's going on, Ant? Thank you. Thank you, guys. You know, I love y'all so much, and this is going to be amazing. Without a doubt. It's going to be so amazing. Yeah, and we are so honored and blessed to have you. Antonique, you know, for the one or two folks in the country who maybe don't know who you are, know sort of your journey uh, around Mm -hmm. climate and environmental issues, can you just talk to them a little bit about why you are in this fight? Oh, man. Uh, Well, honestly, I got into the fight through the Hip Hop Caucus. Um, My friend Malik Youssef wanted me to be a part of the album Home. And in order to be a part of the album home, it was a climate album, I needed to know a little bit more about climate change than what the kind of basic knowledge that everybody has, which is, you know, polar bears and ice glaciers and something that's going to happen in the future that's really bad. Like, that's kind of the the basic knowledge of climate change. And so I knew that much. And when when I got there and, and, you know, everybody was kind of, let me know really what was going on, as Marvin said, what was going on, um, <laughs> that people are dying right now, that, yeah, climate change is a real problem, but it's also something that the, the pollution that's causing it is killing people right this minute, and predominantly people of color, you know, my people. That's right. Um, you know, they, they, they told me that 60% of African Americans live 30 miles from a power plant, and I, uh, I, I have family who live within 30 miles from a power plant. I live in New Jersey, grew up within 30 miles of a power plant, actually within less than 10 miles from one. And, um, mm. you know, it started to make me wonder, like, hmm, I wonder if my aunt who just died of cancer got that because of this power plant that she lived even closer to than I did. And my father, who had uh, battled cancer, uh, worked pretty much across from the power plant because he, he worked at uh, the Newark Airport. And so... All these things, like literally in the moment that I was getting this information, just because I was trying to do this album, like it was kind of just not that I I really didn't know what the problem was. So I'm just here to do the album and getting all this information. I was just so blown away. I was I just couldn't believe it. I really didn't know that the problem was that immediate and that my people were dying um, right now. And so I that was the moment that I joined the movement. and, you know, that was years ago. And ever since, I've just been like, we got to tell it. We got to tell everybody. Everybody needs to know um, what this issue is because you know, the, the people don't have power unless we, we work together. Like, we have to unite in order to have the power um, to fight against the billion-dollar companies and against the crazy policies that are actually undoing some of the good work we've already done. Um, so that is why I'm a part of this movement. We, we got to save lives. We got to keep our existence and people is just everything. That's all that matters. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Hip Hop Caucus. Think. 
100% the coolest show on climate change. We have just made a big announcement. Me and Mustafa have moved to the side of the couch, and we, we are being joined <laughs> on the couch by the new co-host with us, Anthony Smith, Grammy-nominated singer and actress, and as you heard, climate activist, um, Ethnic is amazing. So, you know, you will, and for those who are tuning in, you will, you will get to see and hear uh, as you tune in to the YouTube and, and as, as you're looking, we're looking, you know, we're looking to make the earth cool again. And so, right. and so, yeah. uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, pun Anthony, intended. man, no, no pun intended, like real talk, as Mustafa would say. Um, so, so we, and she will be, She'll be interviewing people and 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 doing parts for the show, Anthony. But so now that I now so this is kind of like the last time that I'm gonna have you on this side, so I get to like ask you questions. So you know what I mean? So because you're gonna be asking other folks questions pretty right. soon. So now that I got you in the hot seat, let me ask. I'm just gonna ask you some personal stuff. So okay, tell, let's let's get there. So I understand that on Netflix. That you are starring right now on yes. a great Marvel uh, piece, Luke Cage 2. So yes. tell folks about that, about that and about you on Broadway. Or or tell folks about you in the movie Notorious. I mean, there's so many things, Anthony, in your acting career. Give, give folks a little background on that side of you, on your cultural side. Well, you know, honestly, the, that's the blessing that... that I have these opportunities because it leads me to have uh, a platform to get the word out um, about what we're doing and about the the importance of people's lives and climate change. Um, I've been, it's really just been a blessed journey. Um, I'm a little girl from East Orange, New Jersey, who just had a dream for so many years, and I've been pursuing it, and it's been just incredible from, like I said, like you said, uh, it started early with Rent on Broadway. I played Mimi, and then, um, you know, a few years after that, I ended up playing Faith Evans in the movie Notorious about the Notorious B.I.G., and that, you know, kind of helped people know me a little bit more around the world because he was such a, uh iconic uh, and important person in hip-hop. And um, then... You know, I, I've done a few other things. I got nominated, you know, a little, little Grammy nomination. A little something-something. Some. a blessing. <laughs> unbelievable as an independent artist, which is just crazy. Um, shout out to my manager, Daryl Farmer. He's just the best. Um, and, uh, you know, from there, more recently, I, uh, yeah, just a few weeks ago, actually, Marvel's Luke Cage debut season two on Netflix and I'm starring in this season as Detective Nandi Tyler. And uh, you know, little little uh little badassness in that. And, um, <laughs> you know, definitely a side of me that nobody's seen before. It's definitely a different uh like you know some stuff you will not expect from me will happen in this season. So um but it's been a blessing to be able to, you know, use the influence that I get from being a part of these projects. To, you know, to bring people to awareness about, you know, that we need to have people over profits and we need to, you know, help fight to change these policies so that people aren't dying right now from asthma and cancer and heart disease and, you know, in the sacrifice zones. You know, that's really where I put most of my focus. And I use my, I actually use my gifts. Like, I'll do a, a show. Like, Red remembers, you know, Sundance Film Festival. I'll do a show that is just for like a regular entertainment show and I'll have a climate moment in there where right. I'll sing Mercy Me, you know, Mercy Me talks about the problem and then I'll sing Here Comes the Sun, which is, you know, the sun is one of the solutions and so I, I'll give a whole climate message right in the middle of my regular entertainment <laughs> <laughs> performance and um, that's, that's pretty much one of the major ways of obviously Speaking, but you know, in using my gifts, that's one of the ways I think we need to make content. I think we need to make great content and, and creative, cool things music, movies, television shows, podcasts like Think 100. Like, these things are necessary to make the movement cool so that we get more people interested so that's that right. we can help save more lives. And you know, Anthony, what I really love about you well, there's a lot of things I love about you, but I really appreciate the fact 
that um, you know you're willing to actually get out there and touch people from right. the Act on Climate Tour to you being in the People's Climate March out there with folks, sweating with everybody went else. Went to France with the cop. Went to France, went to cop, so many places. So can you just talk real briefly about maybe some of your experiences as you're actually out there on HBCU campuses or a number of the other places that you've been? You know what? Yes. Uh, all of those experiences have been life-changing. Um, first of all, on the Action Climate Tour, we went to a lot of the toxic sites. And, you know, like every city we went to had one. And it's just unbelievable to get to talk to the people who are suffering, who are sick from the pollution. Um, and then to be able to then talk to people who, who live near it but didn't realize that that's what was happening in their neighborhood and that's why they're sick. And so, um, you know, I met, I met women that had can, cancer, like in Baltimore, this one lady in Baltimore had breast cancer, and she didn't realize that, um, you know, it, it was more than likely connected to the uh, incinerator that was, like, up the street from her house. Mm. Um and and can't so you know, but she was told that cancer was running in the family. Her mom and her grandma, they all had it, and it was quote unquote hereditary. But they all lived by this same incinerator, so it's like okay, hmm. But everybody would want you to believe that it's hereditary, so that they wouldn't focus on this pollution and the money that they would lose taking this pollution out of this neighborhood, out of that sacrifice zone. So, you know, those those kind of experiences and talking to young people who, once they hear, you know, are so excited to get involved, um, you know, we would be at schools, elementary schools, and we would ask people who, who in here has asthma, and a good half, which was really always, like, horrifying, half the kids had asthma. And then you say, okay, you see half, y'all raise your hand. Who in here knows somebody with asthma? And then the whole room is raised. So it's just like, you know, crazy. I think all of them were also blown away because they're looking around the room like, wait a mm. minute, how how does so many of us have asthma, and how do we all know somebody with asthma? And it's, you know, and these were these were areas that were sacrifice zones, and so you know, for people to start to put the, the you know connect the dots the way they were connected for me when I first got involved, that same way that I felt like, oh my God, wait, that's the same way I watched so many hundreds, thousands of people get that revelation, and, um, you know, it changes their lives, too, and, you know, that, that, that's how we've been getting people on board and, and, and adding more power to the people. Well, Antonique, man, thank you. I, I appreciate so much that you have joined uh, Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change <laughs> as a co-host, and we look, I'm sure, so that when folks right now need to start, even though you know, your parts on the show are coming up very soon, and hopefully uh, uh, you will be here for the Youth Climate March uh, yeah. with us, and we'll be doing some things around that. Uh, that's on, for those who are listening, that's July 21st. The Youth Climate March is all around, so uh, uh, this is Zero Hour uh, is, is the website for that. Check them out. Um, but just so people can find you, because we want folks to be able to start to follow you as they will, you know, have all these things that you are. And so what's, what's your uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff for them to? What's cool, so I tried to keep it simple. All my social media is my name. Now, that's the hard part. <laughs> it's spelling my name. But it's Antonique, A-N-T-O-N-I-Q-U-E, Antonique Smith. And all of my uh, all of my social media is Antonique Smith. So everybody from the Think 100% family and audience and this movement, please follow Antonique Smith on all her stuff. And then, but you'll see her, you know, and she'll be a part of this. And um, so, Antonique, you know, I know you're out there. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, we're gonna, I'm going to let me. you, I'm going to let you, because, you know, technically, you know, it's kind of like somebody when they first start, like, a new gig, you don't want to have them, like, hang out too often around the office, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, you want to let them come in and get their, get their new locker or whatever, and then they can cut loose, and, you know what I'm saying? You know? So, uh, but, but though, for, I just want to say to you, for me, and, and Mustafa, I, I can speak for Mustafa on this, that, you know, we really appreciate you. Um, you will definitely make the coolest show on climate change even cooler. Um, and also, I think that if people just got a taste of your passion, 
for this movement, um, you know, they will see. So I want to I want to thank you. Um, look forward to seeing you when you come to D.C. for the UConn March, and I look forward to hearing you as in all your. I, I can't. I'm, I'm going to be just like a fan, waiting to see all your amazing interviews that 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 you have and that you're coming out over the years. So, Anthony, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm so honored to join you guys. It's going to be great. Thank you. Folks, that was Antonique Smith, and you just heard uh, Antonique Smith is coming on um, to be the third host of this show. We are so excited to have her, um, and she's going to be um, amazing. I, get, I don't think I said amazing yet, so i got to make sure I get that name from, uh, for Dr. Year with my mom. She wants me to say amazing a few times in the spot, so i got to make sure and say that. But she's going to be amazing. She's going to be fantastic, and we're looking forward to her joining the process. But with that, we're going to just move right into what this show's about. Um, and so we have a special guest here in the studio. Um, I'm going to let Mustafa go ahead and do the intro, Mustafa. Well, again, we are super blessed. I don't know how we keep getting so blessed, but we have Kristen Mink who's here with us in the studio. Kristen is a mother. Kristen is a teacher, but she's also uh, a true advocate and activist in every sense of the word. Um, and, you know, when we hear people say stand up and push back, it can, nothing could be any more true than the actions that Kristen not only took recently, but that she's done uh, for quite a while. Um, so, Kristen, welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate that very generous introduction. Oh. Very, very happy to be here. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Rev, you want to ask that first question? I, I do. Well, Kristen, you know, first and foremost, I think that people, you received a lot of just people, you resonate with a lot of mothers. Mm -hmm. And and I think because you did something that they saw and they mm -hmm. could see themselves. They saw you carrying your child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you had a had a hook too. You had a hook. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what he was gonna do. You, know? <laughs> you, had, you had a hook. Um, Where was the entourage? That's what I wanted. Yeah, no, no, that was it. She had the hook, she had the mom hook and and then she went up, you went at that time many of us had been talking about Boot Pruitt. We had been discussing mm -hmm. that. And it's been just so frustrating because we knew the policies that are being put forth. You know, we just heard from Antonique, just mm -hmm. the things that happened from that. So, you know, tell us for those who, who why, how that moment happened for you. What, what for those who don't, who don't know, um, tell them what occurred, what was going on with you in that moment mm -hmm. leading up before you engaged Scott Pruitt. Uh, well, I was at a teaism in Penn Quarter, D.C., having lunch with, with my family, and we had a couple relatives in town we were showing around. My, my kid was being a big pain in the butt, as a, as a two-year-old will do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm in the middle of, like, you know, trying to, trying to deal with that, and my husband's like, Scott Pruitt's having lunch over there. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, we're going to have some words, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I knew right away, obviously, that I wanted to say something to him. He's, he's hard to get a hold of. He's slippery, you know. So he, he doesn't even tell, he doesn't tell the press where he's going, um, you know, and here he was, you know, like three tables away. You know, my kid's flipping out. It's nap time. He's hungry. So, you know, I'm trying to wrangle him and I'm trying to, um, you know, jot down some notes on the back of my receipt because I'm afraid, like, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to forget what I'm going to say, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm dealing with all that. And, I, you know, I didn't want him to leave. So, so I had to hustle. So really, it was just a few minutes that I, that I had there mm. to get myself together and then, you know, grab my kid. Uh, my kid's being like, I want to go outside. I was like, okay, we're going outside. We're just going to stop at this man's table real quick. And, uh, yeah, grabbed him, grabbed my notes, and went up to Scott Pruitt, had a few words, um, told him how terrible he is for the environment, um, and I listed off a couple of his scandals. That really made him, uh, it seemed, look, you know, look pretty uncomfortable, which I felt good about that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and told him that uh, he should resign before his scandals push him out. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Well, you talk a little bit about scandal. So we yeah. know that Pruitt has now resigned. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now we have Andy Wheeler. Yeah. Now, Andy comes out of the coal lobby. Mm -hmm. He has worked on Capitol Hill. Um, mm -hmm. So he understands the levers of power. Yep. Uh, he also understands how to craft policy. Um, can you talk a little bit about 
um, your impressions of what we need to do in engaging with uh, Mr. Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. It, you know, seeing Scott Pruitt after... Um, you know, people like yourselves have been working for so long to get him out of this position. Say, um, say that part again. How long? Say that. Say that. Say that. Say that. Since I like no, no. Office. You said no. Since Mustafa, I didn't hear you. People like you. Said, you didn't quite say Mustafa, but you were gonna say Mustafa, and you said you like you. I said And you add Mustafa for working for so long, like back when. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, go ahead. I started when I was five. There you go. There you go. You saw it. You saw it coming. Yeah. But I mean, you know, credit where credit is due. Like, like so many people have given up so much uh, mm. of their time and energy, livelihoods. Um, you know, the th you know, I mean, people who have given their life to working for the environment had to give it over to working to get Scott Pruitt out of office. You know, mm -hmm. so um, anyway, so seeing all of that um, power from the people then come to fruition with Pruitt, you know, getting the boot, that was a great feeling. Um, Unfortunately, we've got Andy Wheeler who has the exact same agenda, you know, mm -hmm. and so there, there's no time, there's no time to let up. I think it's good to know that we can harness the power of the people. Like we can, you know, we got him out. Uh, obviously, Congress and the president was not helping with that. Mm -hmm. um, but Andy Wheeler has the same agenda. And so, you know, if Andy Wheeler went down, it would be another guy because, uh, you know, the EPA agenda is Trump's agenda. And Trump's agenda is to help out his, you know, corporate buddies. So um, I think that the fight really has to be on flipping Congress on getting out the vote on I mean I think and I think the way you do that is energizing people around these very important issues like climate change you know I think it's so important for uh, you know communities of color to know that this is an issue that affects them disproportionately That's right so um, you know and, and I do want to give a shout out also I know you guys are talking about the climate march that's coming up which I think is awesome I'm also gonna be there um, I hope everybody listening is following them at this is zero hour they're amazing uh, they give me so much hope so much life uh, this is a group of kids you know that's saw a problem, said, this is unfair, you're screwing us over, you're messing up our future, uh, and they, like, organized, right, and did something about it. And how many adults can do that, you know? Right. Most adults don't know how to do that. So they put this together. This is huge march coming up on July 21st, so if you're in the area, anywhere nearby, you should be coming out to support these kids, support these future, their, their future, uh, and if you can't, then make sure that you're following the good work that they're doing on social media at This Is Zero Hour. Yeah, no, and that's, that's very important. I kind of want to go back, because one thing about this show is that you know we kind of just get to some of the nuts and bolts yeah um sometimes in our movement we just kind of we kind of jump into it mm -hmm. and so i know that it's important so please understand folks i think that we definitely i, I am so happy that uh scott Pruitt is gone and i agree with chris and Mustafa, and i am that we don't deal with andy wheeler mm -hmm. um and we need to get like another i know we had to boot Pruitt. i think we, we need to get we need to maybe it's another catchphrase so almost you're good catchphrases and we need to, weed whacking wheeler okay there it is <laughs> I, I, I like that um, that's a pretty good one actually there you go hashtag yeah. hashtag weed whacking wheeler that's not bad the question though is that there are a lot of moms mm-hmm who I think are concerned. Yeah. And, you know, what you did for them means something. Because as a mama, mm -hmm. I think they, they, they're worrying about their child. They just want clean air, clean water. Mm -hmm. But sometimes being a mom, being, you know, working, doing all the things you have to do, mm -hmm. being an activist is tough. For like sure. when, when, do you, when do you fit that into the schedule? Like, my goodness, I got a two-year-old is enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally relate to that. So tell those moms now who are listening, who listen to <laughs> yeah. you on that side, like you yeah. know, and, and I think I know that in Moms Clean Air Force do some things as well. I think there's some things that are going mm -hmm. on with Moms Clean. Tell us what you know about Moms Clean Air Force and what, yeah. with that, but also tell us as a mom why it's important to be involved. And just from your own personal standpoint, why it's important yeah. to be concerned about the environment? Yeah. Okay. So really quick, let me give a shout to um, Moms Clean Air Force because they're doing they're doing amazing work, um, harnessing uh, you know all that parental power up there. Parental passion um, right. you know they're they're bringing it and they have an event tomorrow I'm gonna be there I'm speaking at it right after like a, a kitty concert of some court some sort <laughs> I like that it's right, 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 right. <laughs> gonna be a, gonna be a little bit of a transition there um, but uh, so folks should obviously join us in person uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, this Wednesday tomorrow morning that's at the National Mall at 3rd Street and Madison Northwest but if you're not in the area um, or if you're busy at home with your kids that's okay uh, it's being live streamed, so if you just find Moms Clean Air Force on Facebook, um, there's going to be a link there for that. Uh, and then lastly, if you just follow the hashtag um, PlayInForce.
four, the number four climate, um, then you'll you'll see everything. You know, so, say that one more time. Play in what? Play in four climate with the number four, and you Got can it. follow that on uh, Twitter or Instagram and, and keep up there. Um, but to get back to what you're saying uh, about the whole mom thing, uh, yeah, this is a really personal issue, I think, for parents. Um, this is something that is not partisan, shouldn't be partisan, I think no. we can say, because this just has to do with the health and wellness of our children, um, with their ability to have a you know happy, successful future in life with their children, our grandchildren, and, and so on. So, you know, I mean, when I saw Pruitt in that restaurant, I didn't think like, okay, I'm an, I'm an activist, like he's, a, he's in the government, let me do something. I said like, this is the man who is trading on my child's future, right? This next generation, right? I'm a teacher. I've got, I've got these, kid, these amazing kids coming through and they deserve the best, right? And this man is trading on that to line his own pockets, mm. to hand out favors to his corporate friends, and, and he sees nothing wrong with with it right and not only that he's acting on um, you know the the directions of, of Donald Trump who's doing the exact same thing I mean look who's in his cabinet it's all you know corporate lobbyists and executives and they're all doing the same stuff um, but seeing you know the guy from the EPA like you're throwing away the earth you know the sure. air the water you know I mean, people say, think of the children, like literally think of the children. What are you doing? So, you know, I mean, yeah, I was, I, I was, it was stressful there at lunch. I'm trying to get my kid to eat. He's fussing or whatever. Um, but you do what you got to do. You know, I mean, if you see the video, like I'm up there, I got my, you know, my kid on my hip. I didn't know what he was going to do. Uh, I got the, you gotta see the video. I, I got the pacifier hanging out the back pocket. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you know, it was what I got my, my like crumpled receipt. Um, I, you know, I think that there are times, it comes a time when, um, you know, I think it's easy to say, like, I can't, I don't have time for that, uh, I'm busy, and I get it. Like, I really do, I, you know, I do get it. But there comes a time when I can't has to be replaced with I must. Mm -hmm. This is that time. Like, for real, this is that time. Um, we look at the midterms in November. This is going to be our first and best opportunity uh, anytime in the near future to have some kind of check or balance um, on the people who are just trying to hand out papers to corporate lobbyists, people like, uh, you know, now Andrew Wheeler. So if we have a Congress that's there to say we're not having this person in power, right? I mean, that's what we need. We don't have another presidential election for a little while. November is huge. This is the biggest midterm that we've had in any time in, in recent history. There has to be an unprecedented, massive get out the vote voter registration um, effort and everybody has to be chipping in on that it, even if you know you can do things that might feel small um, you know if you can throw your kid a birthday party you know you can send out a save the date to your friends for voting day when you're all gonna get together and you're gonna you know have a mimosa and then you're all gonna go to the polls together and make sure you include people on that list who might not be registered yet and you're gonna get them registered people on that list who might say I'm too busy to go vote and you're gonna make sure they're gonna come over uh, and they're gonna go with you to go vote you know that's right. There it is. Kristen gave you the game plan: mimosas <laughs> and both. No, I, I, that's, that's, that's not a bad. That's, that's not a bad. That's not a bad plan at all. Well, I yeah. I mean, you gotta make sure you vote right. At the, but make sure I, I would suggest that you have the mimosas after you vote because you don't want to vote for, like the wrong person. You want to, you don't you want to go in there. You want to, you want to, want to make bad. bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Rev, about, thinking ahead here. <laughs> Chris, let me just say this, Rev. Kristen, thank you so much. For the 7 million kids in our country who yeah. have asthma. Mm -hmm. Thank you for mm -hmm. the over 1 million kids who also have been lead exposed. Mm -hmm. The things that you are sharing, the things that you are doing are critical if we really want to address those issues mm -hmm. and make real change happen. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. I guess, Christian, I, before you go, thank you. I hope you will come back. I'd love to. I'd love um, to. I, and I, I know it's, as a teacher, it's summertime, so we might have to get you doing before the summer's over. <laughs> <laughs> and get, get you now. So you, you, might, you might hear, you may hear Kristen again, like, wow. I this, will make time is, for once you guys anytime. Oh, there it is. There it is. Got, we getting cooler all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, no doubt about it. Oh, this my is, students are going to be super pumped that I was here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question for you. I want you to kind of speak to the future. So um, let's actually go to 2038. Okay. 2038, your two-year-old is now 22. Oh, that's scary. I'm already scared. No, that's what. <laughs> and in 2038, mm -hmm. um, they look back, and, they, and one day probably will wonder what we 
were thinking. Mm-hmm. And I said, come on, y'all. Like, how could you allow that person to be in office? How could you allow that to happen? How could even a Scott Pruitt, somebody who worked for the, the fossil fuel industry and now someone who works for the coal industry, how could they even be in charge of something called the Environmental <laughs> Protection mm-hmm. Agency? But let's fast forward to now your 22-year-old son. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, Mom, was it worth it? Like, when you did that, was that, was it worth it? What would you say to him? If he's breathing clean air and drinking clean water and he's surrounded by other people who grew up with less privilege than him who are able to do the same thing, absolutely it was worth it. And, and, and anything that any person out there can do and does was worth it. This has to be, I think that this moment, you know, we're seeing this is like the most disastrous presidency you could possibly imagine, right? Um, but you look back over history and things, things swing, right? Um, this has to be a tipping point. It, it just, we just don't have an option here. Um, Scott Pruitt might think that his kids have an option because Scott Pruitt's got a lot of money, right? Y- you can't bottle enough bottled oxygen, right, to sustain the next, you know, generations of your family, Scott Pruitt, you know, um, and, and, and all, the, all the rest of us, like, this is, this is not realistic. So this has to be the tipping point, and I hope that that's what the history books say. Chris, I got a feeling the history books are going to be very kind to you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a part of Hip Hop Caucus, Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Folks, you just heard one of the bravest moms you're going to hear, uh, uh, Christian Mink, and she's going to see you heard what's going to happen tomorrow uh, with Moms Clean Air Force, and you also heard that she's going to be out there at the Youth Climate uh, March on um, July, 20, 21st. July, July 21st. Um, before we let you go, anything you want to say before you go? Hey, I appreciate all the work that you guys have done and are doing. Um, People are, are, you know, want to give me a lot of credit, and I think that that's because we all want it to be as easy as being able to say, get out of office, and somebody will get out of office. But I think we all know realistically that it takes the work and the effort uh, and the bravery and the sacrifice of so many people. So um, everybody out there can be one of those people. Fantastic. Yeah. And Kristen, can you tell folks how they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Twitter, at Kristen Mink, D.C., K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Mink, D.C., um, and uh, also on Facebook, uh, Kristen Mink. There it is. And you heard also she will be coming back yes. uh, to join us. And a huge shout out to our friend. You have to watch that video. Get it by the Black Eyed Peas. It is, man, it's, it's something else. It's art, Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people should definitely check it out. If you go to hiphopcaucus.org uh, or this, our, our Twitter and Instagram, you'll, you'll, you'll find it. Or Black Eyed Peas. And you'll... you'll you, Please check that video out. It is you'll see a lot of the storylines that have been happening around police reform. And please know all these things are connected. We these things do not operate in a silo. Well, Mustafa, we have another. We just you just we just cranked out today. We have a great another guest here with us, uh, man. And I mean, this is this this is great. And so. Uh, Mustafa, please introduce Adrian Cooper, who is the director of Defend Our Future. Oh, with, well, you just said who Adrian was. <laughs> well, I mean, get the intro, though. I mean, Adrian, not just the name. So I've known Adrian for a while now. Adrian is just incredible. I mean, sister, I can't thank you enough for the incredible work that you do. I know I had a chance to join y'all last year. Mm-hmm. I believe it was at George Mason University. George Washington. George Washington yeah. University. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, everybody at GW going to beat me down now. <laughs> um, but can you just talk? to folks just a little bit about the incredible work that Defend Our Future does and and, and how you kind of came into that space. Um, Sure. So Defend Our Future is a program of the Environmental Defense Fund, and we work to really engage young people on the issue of climate change with the focus on civic engagement. So we want them to understand that voting is not the end of the civic engagement process. So um, we do a lot of work um, when it comes to engaging members of Congress and going on members' visits and um, talking to uh, our members, um, but really just with a focus on uh, climate change and why, uh, you know, it's important to work in this space. Um, And we do a lot of education about what climate change is and what the EPA is and why the EPA is important because uh, we focus on young people and and college students. And I know that I don't remember a time when there wasn't an EPA, so they don't remember a time when there wasn't an EPA. And so we do a lot of uh, work to teach them about why the EPA is important and why it's important for us to protect them. Um, And I got 
into this space because um, in 2013-2014, I did a lot of organizing around events for CPP and promoting the president's um, what, what CPP? Clean Power Plan. Mm -hmm. um, and realized just how um, much the environment touches everything and how it's all-encompassing. And, and it touches all aspects of, of life, you know, health and water and, and air. And so it really piqued my interest. And so after a stint at the DNC, I had the opportunity to join Defend Our Future. And so that's how I got here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Adrian, if you're tuning in and listening, well, we have Adrian Cooper, who is director of Defend Our Future, um, here with us talking. One of your key focuses around young people mm -hmm. getting engaged. Yes. Tell, tell folks when, how we, besides being on the coolest show on climate change, <laughs> yes. besides that, which is a good segue for that, but how, how, what are you doing to get young people involved and why is it important for them to be involved? Um, well, I think it's important for them to be involved because they're the ones who are going to have to deal with the environment and our inaction or our action on, on the environment. And so mm. um, we want to make sure that, you know, that they are, are taking responsibility for what's going to happen and getting involved and making a difference. And the ways we get we, we engage young people are different. So we have field staff um, around the country. So we are in five states. We are in Colorado, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and um Colorado, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. And so in those states, we engage students on the ground. We are on campuses. We are tabling. We are doing events. Um, we do. Uh, we try to, to talk about the issue in a way that is engaging for them. So we do these events called Defend Our Events. And one of our most popular is like Defend Our Beer. And we talk about mm -hmm. the way that the uh, climate and um, the environment will affect the beer process if we don't make sure that we have clean water and if, if climate change is affecting, you know, the oats and barley and things that that brewers need to make beer. And so we get them engaged on issues that we think that appeal to them. Um, and then also we have separately a national digital program. And so we try to just really use messengers that they'll that they will find appealing. So we recently just signed on Marcus Scribner from the show Blackish, who's become an official ambassador to defend and he talks about why this issue is important to them. And so we really just try to change the messengers because I think typically the messengers in the climate space have been older and whiter and more male and so we try to use messengers that that are younger and you know of color and women and people that will be more appealing to young folks you know, I, I just want to follow up on that one because, you know, I well, asked me to say what I was going to say. I was going to, I was going to say that we just got a whole new movement <laughs> of young folks who are like, man, I don't know nothing about sea level rising. I don't know about no pollution. But man, I just heard about our beer going to be gone. Oh man, sign me up. <laughs> Defend exactly. our future. <laughs> exactly. Protect the beer. Protect the beer. Protect the beer at all costs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and Adrian, can you talk a little bit about how? Because you, you hit on a really in, interesting and important um, aspect of the work that you guys do uh, and that is making sure that students of color mm -hmm. are a part right. of this process because um, unfortunately we still have a false narrative that we are breaking down every day uh, mm -hmm. that folks of color don't care about um, the environment or climate we all know that that's not true by all the polls that are out there but can you just talk a little bit about some of the work that you guys do well like I said so we are trying to use messengers that look like the audience that we're trying to reach. So, like I said, a Marcus Scribner and, and all communities of color. So we've always also worked with like Kid Warrior, um, who is a great indigenous uh, speaker about these issues. And so really using um, speakers that are reflective of the people we're trying to reach. And then we also have engaged with HBCU campuses and um, worked with the HBCU Climate Consortium um, to make sure that we are reaching students of color uh, so that they are engaged on this issue and trying to highlight for them not only the environmental justice issues because obviously we are disproportionately impacted you know by um, pollution and, and climate issues but also talking about the opportunity that comes in this space when you are shifting to a green economy or clean economy we want to make sure that those opportunities reach our children and our students as well mm -hmm. Adrian, i, I want to follow up on that a little mm -hmm. bit i think this is important because i think you know um as a person of color um as a woman um as my who's young um, ish. Young ish. <laughs> we, we got black ish. We got young ish. That's, that's all. That works. Yeah, it's it is. A whole, a whole new show for the current movement. Right. Young ish. It's the ish. Show. It's ish. <laughs> um, but this is the thing. Let's 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 get to the, the brass tacks. Why? Because I hear in both you and Mustafa, there's a bit of convincing. Like, why are we trying to convince people that 
people of color want to be in this, why doesn't that why isn't that just a natural thing? Because you're out there, you're seeing people of color, you're, you're on HBC. I'm assuming you can speak to that, and we have our our our, our great uh, intern here, Clark, who went to HU Howard University. Um, and Ayin, let me just Ayinde is in here from Indiana, there's Indiana, and Jonah from 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 Cal Berkeley. So let's give them all the shout out for all our our, our great interns who are here uh, with us here on the show. But why why, why and this, Mustafa, you can chime in too. I mean, mm -hmm. it seemed like we got to convince somebody that the voice is important. If you're starting from that position, isn't that problematic? It is, and I, I think that has been a problem of the Green Movement, is that, it, like I said, the messengers have been, you know, usually older and whiter, and so they don't think about the world outside of their experience and outside of, you know, how they think about the environment. And because they are less likely to be impacted by, you know, polluted air or dirty water, they don't think about it like that. They think about it in terms of, like, the melting ice caps and the polar bears, and all those things are important, but that's not how you're going to appeal to people who have everyday things to worry about that have things that are much more immediate so that they need to be concerned with and so when when that's the message and that's how you talk about it you automatically lose people and that's why I think they have assumed that people of color don't care when that's not the issue the issue is you don't know how to talk to people mm. of color and so mm. you have not been messaging to them in a way that appeals to them and so we the green movement it's coming upon the green movement to change the way they message you know, to people of color versus people of color doing anything different. Mm, sure. Uh, Adrian, you know that we just booted Pruitt. <laughs> we did. Yes, and as a coalition, everyone should be extremely proud of that. But we also understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. Um, so what does um, his resignation mean to young people? And how do we kind of keep the pressure on uh, as we have to deal with others who have a very similar way of approaching these issues around fossil fuels, the environment, and climate? Mm -hmm. Well, I think first that young people should really take the time to, like, pat themselves on the back. Do you know know you do this work and you talk about making your voices heard and trying to create change and so when you see the um, results of that and you see that that Pruitt resigned I think that it's worth taking a minute and just being you know saying good job and and remembering that like it was the hard work that a lot of young people and a lot of people did raising raising the issues um, but then you know we have to after we've patted ourselves in the back remember that he was booted because of all of these uh, you know, ethics issues and, and trying to get his wife a job and, and the phone booth and not because of his policies and his policies are what are really scary and what are really going to impact us. And so we just need to make sure that we are holding Wheeler accountable for his policies and, and making sure that, you know, hopefully he answers some tough questions and, you know, is he going to recuse himself from decisions that have to do with Murray Energy or is he going to, um, mm -hmm. you know, release his schedule the way most people have except for Pruitt. And so, you know, we now need to turn our focus to Wheeler and make sure that we are demanding answers from him um, at the same time that we celebrate. You mentioned uh, Andy Wheeler, who's now acting um, at EPA. What is, what is, what is, what is the company you mentioned that could create a conflict of interest that you just mentioned? Murray Energy. And what is that, and why would that be important for people to watch why he would need to reveal his scheduling around those kind of meetings? Well, uh, he's the lobby, and, and so it would just making sure that he's not trying to make decisions that will you know, benefit those, the people that he used to lobby for and his cronies as opposed to the American public. It's important for us to be able to hold him accountable. And so his schedule is a start mm -hmm. to allowing mm -hmm. us to do that. Transparency. Mm -hmm. We have a big youth climate march coming up. Yes. Um, and for those, we've been saying it here on Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. We need everybody who is listening to the show, folks who listen to the podcast, to may find their way either to D.C. on July 21st or to literally find one of the many um, sister marchers, as they would say, mm -hmm. around um, around the country. But in regards to this youth climate march, mm -hmm. one, why is this important? And actually, do marches have impact? Um, I definitely think that they do, and I think that this one is important, um, and so much so that Defend is going to be bringing students down from our Philadelphia chapter to attend, and we're promoting it. Um, but I think that marches are important because they show um, that people do care about these issues, and I think that these youth marches are important because 
the youth are letting us know that they're no longer going to wait for, you know, the older people or the adults to take action, you know, much like with the Parkland students and, and with this March students and young people are starting to say, like, we realize that we are the ones that we've been waiting for, right? Like, we are the people who are going to have to make the difference here. So they're not waiting for permission and they're not waiting for someone to tell them what to do. They're taking matters into their own hands. And I think that's, you know, crucial in this time and in this this what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Can you uh, share with uh, our listeners and our viewers how folks can get in touch with and stay in touch with Defend Our Future? Sure. So we are on all social media. We are on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook at Defend Our Future. And then if they want to get in touch with me, um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at ADCOOP, A-D-I-E-C-O-O-P. I like that. I like that. Um, one question as we begin to, a personal question. Okay. Um, as do I need to leave the room? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no. no. It's, 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 I mean, if you want to, you can. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I know. you know what I'm saying? Ain't that kind of personal? But even though it is, it is. Hope it's a deep question, though. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But the, the question really is this: mm -hmm. um, um, Forty years from now, uh, more than likely, hopefully, you'll still be here. Mm -hmm. um, what? would you want to do to ensure that your 40-year-old plus self has clean air, clean water, and things around you? What outside of this doing for Defend Our Future? What, what else would you want to do? And how do you, what kind of music do you like and culture do you listen to? Okay. Um, well, I think the most important thing that... Um, any of us can do to make sure that we have clean air and clean water is to make sure that we are electing the officials um, that will pass legislation that will get us there, that will protect the progress that we've made, that um, will ensure that we have, you know, the clean access to clean air and clean water. So I would say that voting is probably the most important thing that any of us can do. And so, you know, on campuses, we, like I said, have a, a, a focus on civic engagement. And even though we try to get students to be involved outside of voting um, and reminding them that, you know, we have to hold our elected officials accountable once they've been elected, it's still that first step of voting is still crucially, crucially important. And so I would say register and I would say vote for the people who uphold the ideals that you believe in, um, whether it's clean air and clear water or, you know, health care or whatever it is. Um, the best way to ensure a change is, is to vote. So in 40 years, if I look back, I will have hope that I have, you know, supported candidates that support the issues that I believe in and that I have gotten as many people as possible to come along with me. So you wouldn't oh. miss no elections in those 40 years. Oh, my God. I have not missed an election yet. There it I'm is. such a nerd. I could not <laughs> wait to vote. There it is. <laughs> and um, music. I listen to everything, really. Um, I was just talking about how Mariah Carey is, like, my favorite person ever. Uh, there so, it is. <laughs> but I, I listen to pretty much everything. Well, Christian, thank you for coming on. Hip Hop Caucus, Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Thanks for joining us this week on Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change, a hip-hop caucus platform. Let's keep this important dialogue going. Be a part of the conversation by following us on social media at Think100Show and at Hip Hop Caucus. Visit our website at think100.info for blog content, information on upcoming events, or to connect with us. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe wherever podcasts are available so you'll never miss an episode. Rate and review us or simply tell a friend. Climate change impacts all of us. And if we think 100%, we can achieve a 100% sustainable and just world together. 100.